You're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi Podcast with Rico Dosti and Friends, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. Hey, everybody. It's that time again for Treks and Sci-Fi. Today, my wife and I are guest hosting. Hi, I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Our special guest in the studios with us today via the magic of Skype, is Michelle Lamberia, all the way from Texas, y'all. That's cool, huh? Yeah. And of course, Rico's not here today. He put us in the pilot seat, and that's unfortunate for him. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it'll be fun for everybody, I hope. And as a matter of fact, today we're going to be covering the brand new series Outlander on, sh- what is it, Stars? It's on Network? Stars, yeah, it's on Stars Network. So if you like kilts and sci-fi, this is the show for you. So we got some dance music for you. What do you think? I, I think maybe some Scottish punk would have been more appropriate. Oh, Scottish punk now. That would be fun. I'm not sure I'm doing the accent right. It sounds maybe a little bit more Irish. All right, we'll just let the drum solo go, and we'll be back in just a little bit to start the podcast on Outlander on the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. By the way, this is episode number 509 of the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast for October... 19, 2014, right? I'm thinking it is. Welcome. A big thank you to all our fans on Facebook. We've reached half a million. That's 500,000. So thank you so much and uh, tenguft. Wow, 500,000. That is incredible. I want to say a very heartfelt thank you for everything, for all of the support, for all of the comments for the fun photos you sent everything um we really couldn't do it without you and we feel very very grateful thank you outlander fans i was out in the steebles the other day and old alec was on his laptop looking at facebook apparently there's half a million outlander fans and that's massive thank you to the outlander fans who have hit five hundred thousand on facebook i hear congratulations and uh, keep watching i'm fine I was just thinking about my husband. I respond to interesting characters and situations and try to portray them as truthfully as I can and try to to make the world that they inhabit as truthful as I can. Is he not alive? (laughs) No, actually. All the shows I've done are period pieces, just some of them have been in the future. He's not alive. (laughs) It's still creating a world that doesn't exist for the audience. Uh, so the production challenges are similar in that you can't just go out on the street and shoot. You have to give a lot of thought to taking out anachronistic things, to creating this other reality, to making the audience believe that the, a real world exists outside the frame, which is, uh, I think, key to this. Because I'm a firm believer in the idea that if you're going to take the audience on a fantastical journey, you really have to ground it and you have to make them believe it's really happening so that when they take that big leap, they're willing to go there and they'll still feel empathy for the characters, they'll still laugh and cry and, you know, elicit all the the dramatic things that you want to to pull out from an audience. 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And if the world feels false or if they can tell that you're winking at them along the way, I think the audience sort of instinctively pulls back and they won't give of themselves as deeply as they will if they believe in the entire environment. It's a great adventure tale at its heart. The twists and turns of the plot, the fact that it, it keeps evolving and changing. It's not just all about being in a castle and, and being caught up with the, the players in one particular place. It's not just one period of time. Uh, it's not just one political situation. You know, if you know the books at all, you know that it's going to go to Paris in season two. It would go to Jamaica. It goes to North Carolina, back to Scotland, back to the 20th century. I mean, it's, it's a really interesting, unique tale. And I think that alone will probably pull an audience in because I, I, it's just not a story I think anyone has ever seen on television. And I think that's unique. You know, it's hard to find something that, that, that's different out there. So I think it, it has a potential to kind of punch through the clutter because it kind of stands, stands alone by itself. You need not be scared of me. Nor anyone else yet. As long as I'm with you. And there you go. A nice little promo for Outlander. I want to talk like this one every time I hear it. Sounds good to me. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to you. You'd love it if I wore a kilt. I would. Yeah. So, everybody, this is, uh, I'm, by the way, I'm Rick Moyer. And I'm Amy Moyer. And we have with us all the way from Texas, because we're on the on the West Coast. Uh, but all the way from Texas, we have a special guest with us, Michelle Lombaria. Right, Lombaria? Yes, Lombaria. I Hello. said it correctly. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> Hello. You are an Outlander Uber fan. Yes, I am. You've read the books. <laughs> five million times. You've watched the show five million times. Yes. <laughs> and you're kind of our resident expert. Now, for those of you that are listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, you might know an interesting connection here. Michelle is actually Jen's sister. So now you've heard Jen and Angela from the Anomaly podcast. Um, and I think you, Michelle, were on the podcast not too long ago talking about Outlander. Yeah, it was a little bit in my cups then. So, <laughs> well, you sounded... This will be a little more subdued now. You, you were... I thought you did great. And your mom was on Thanks. there too, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she was. That was her second time on that. Oh, that's very cool. Yes, I remember listening to the other interview with her. Uh, anyway, your whole family is fascinating, cool people. We we love. I know we we live on the internet half the half of our lives, and it's just fun to have friends from all over the world, and especially you guys from Texas. You're fun. Just want Thanks. you to know that. So, with that in mind, let's get into our subject today. Now, Rico has graciously offered us to uh, take over the podcast for an hour or so. And so we jumped into the pilot seat, played a couple promos at the beginning, made a goofy intro, and now here we are going to talk about a series that is on uh, a premium channel uh, that you can get, and it's I believe it's Stars is the network yes, or the we've, channel. We've never had a premium channel before. Yeah, we've never actually had a premium channel on our on our and, Dish network until, before. Until this, because yep. I. Unlike you, I kind of fell into um, the Outlander series kind of in an odd way. I list, I drive a lot for work, and so I would go to the library, and I actually listened to The Fiery Cross. Is that book five? Is that the new title oh. of it? I listened to book yeah. five first. <laughs> you lost. And, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, they, they actually stand on their own fairly well, but, but I was like, huh? You know, and and so I I listened to all of them out of order. 
<laughs> so, oh, wow. And so now I'm actually reading the eighth book, and I'm having a hard time getting through it because I'm usually too tired to read very long at night. But but you actually read them in order, correct? Yes, I did. That's all the, the way through. Oh, Oops. that's cool. Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to piece the whole story together. Piece them together and try to remember what happened when because my mind's all a, a <laughs> just mixed yeah. up. Yeah. Well, let's talk about for just a moment, just so we give everybody a base to work from. Um, the show Outlander isn't the the um, the science fiction show where the alien guy comes to Earth and. Yeah. So my husband was like, "Can right. we watch it?" That's what he thought. He yeah. totally thought. And I did too. Can, there can only be one or be only one. That's right. And it was the guy Jim Caviezel or Caviezel. Yeah. I think he's evil Knievel, but. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, I'm bad. But he was in it and everything. Oh, we yeah, watched that was, one. Yeah, and it was it was pretty dark and kind of crazy. But I was thinking maybe that's what it is. With big alien monsters and he has But this to is try not that at all. In fact Norwegian <coughs> village or something. The way this, this uh show goes is uh Ron Moore, who is popular because of Battlestar Galactic, the reimagined one. And also he was He was also a writer and producer on Star Trek Star The Next Trek. Generation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's done a lot of he's done a lot of different science fiction type of shows. He kind of helmed this. Uh, there's a story behind it all. I'm sure you know it, Michelle, and I know Amy's talked about yeah. it before. Uh, but how does it go? It, it's it, uh, his wife was his, really into this book series. His wife and and another um, couple ladies were all having coffee or tea one day up in Vancouver, BC, just a couple hundred miles north of us. Mm-hmm. And um, they were all talking about the Outlander series, that they were all really into the book. So and he's so listening to he's this. He's listening to them. And they were just like really going on and on how much they love this series. It seems like that, that 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 everybody that watches it, that likes it, goes on and on and hey, on about it. what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It must be really good because, but, wow. But enough to have your wife bully you into getting a premium channel. Yeah. We never had I, I had to work the budget out to make sure we had it. Yes, no hot dogs but... and no egg. And it's your fault, by the way, because you posted on Facebook, <laughs> Michelle, Thanks. that you were getting stars. And we and, yeah. and he goes, oh, maybe we could add that to ours. <laughs> but that wasn't really, it was, more, it was more forceful than that. Um, but, but anyway, Ron Moore um, got a hold of the first book and read it and had a hard time putting it down. And he, he goes, wow, this would make a great movie or tv series right. and so and you know i don't think it would have worked as a movie because it he is looked, he said that somebody bought the the rights to it for a movie and he waited for years and years waiting for them to just give up because he didn't yeah. think it would make a good movie no, either it and would be horrible. it's there's too much yeah. going on i, I how uh-huh. would you ever do you, that you how could even you ever it, condense it you couldn't even do it in four hours Right. right. I mean, not even the first book. And the and people are already complaining because they've cut out so much from the books. Right. Yeah. Right. I've noticed that. Yeah. There was, it would be terrible if it was a movie. I don't yeah. think. It would, it would not be good at all. <clears throat> so Ron gets a hold of this material and says, wow, this would be really good. He is very imaginative. He has mm-hmm. a lot of friends in high places. And somehow, someway, he got himself a series and started it. On uh, working closely with the author, I believe, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and who is Diana Gabaldon, which I don't think we mentioned her. Diana name. Gabaldon, that's mm-hmm. Gabaldon. Yeah, one yeah, of those, something like that. Okay, but now, now let me understand this. The the show now, Michelle, you'll know this, I'm sure. Uh, the show just came out this year on 
stars. But the book yeah. started how long ago? Um, I read them in high school, and I think they were out a couple of years before I read them. I read uh, Outlander in 93. Wow. Okay. So uh, it's been around for a bit. I think maybe yeah, I have the books, but they're in my living room, and I'm not going in there right now. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all right. Now, I understand, too, that the books are no little books. They are serious Genuous. hard hitters when it comes to material. That is why my mom picked them for me. <laughs> really? I'm okay. a voracious reader. Yeah, she was like, here's a thick book. Like, and it, it was really thick. Well, I, yes. the last book that I listened to on audiobook, I had to renew it a couple times because it was 40 CDs long. 40 CDs. 40. And they hold 80 minutes a piece, you know. So <laughs> these these were really, really hefty. Um, that was book seven. Okay. Well, now, I want, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep it organized here because I'm going to interview you ladies about this. Give me a general, and and everybody has to understand there's going to be some spoilers here. So if you don't want to know about it, we'll try not, I mean, we're not going to give super big t Dales, but the, the, the whole setup of this story is, it's important to know what it is. Because I think a lot of the Treks and Sci-Fi listeners will go, oh my gosh, I didn't know what that was. I think I'm going to want to see this. Well, it is science fiction. Well, okay. Well, give me, I'm, I'm going to ask Michelle real quick to set us up here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Because since you've read it in order, tell us what, when you first, the first book when you read it, um, what was your impression of it and why is it so fascinating to you? I I guess it's just, um, well, my impression of it was, uh, at first it was kind of slow, kind of like the series is, hard to get into. So I don't really know what my first impression was, but after I got the gist of the the plot and what was going on it was like i don't even know i guess it's the writer the author the way she writes i i can't even describe it it's hard to she can't even describe what goes on really it's it's well, she's she's very graphic and you you feel like you go back into the time you feel like you can see not only what she going creates on, like an atmosphere but you can like feel the the cold river running by right. and you know and you can smell the smell she's she's very descriptive in her and in she her gets writing. to where she makes you like slowly grow to care for the characters instead of just throwing the characters in your face and saying uh -huh. you have to like them you have to get to know well now that's the characters that, before that's it. really interesting you say that michelle because I found the first couple of episodes to be a little slow. I told Amy, this right. is kind of slow. I don't know if I'm going to really like this. But by the third so or fourth like episode, it was like, oh, my gosh. No, you yeah. can't stop now. Wait, no. I know. He'll be like, no, you can't stop. I need to find out what happens next. And yep. I'm like, that's, yeah. that's exactly how the book started. I was like, why? <laughs> Just really slow at first. But she kept me interested by the way she describes scenes mm. and yeah. what happens when she goes back in time and all this other stuff. So. And I have That's to say we... too the 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 thing about the series um, as far as being on on stars, they have a, a guy by the name of Bear McCrary doing the music, and he yeah. did the music for the reimagined Battlestar Galactica, and it was very, um, it was very rich, and he used lots of different instruments and even things that aren't instruments he used as instruments in his music. He captured the feeling of. I don't know how to describe it. The of Scottish yeah. is amazing 
But the music in itself the, the is just music. draws you right. Even the intro to the silly TV or to the, Sing to the show. me a song of a lass that is gone. Say, could that lass be I? Mary of soul, she sailed on a day over the sea to sky. Billow and breeze, islands and seas, mountains of rain and sun. All that was good, all that was fair, all that was me is gone. Is dang good. I mean, it's like yeah, wow. The, the music and I think also the setting also become characters yeah. in in, mm-hmm. yeah. in the story because they. Do you know if they actually totally do, are they filming yeah, in Scotland? Yeah, they're filming in Scotland. Yes, oh, okay. on, on scene. Wow, yeah, or not on scene, which, but they're in is, Scotland. Which right. is going to be interesting further on if they continue doing mm-hmm. each of the books. They're because gonna they're going to be all over the place. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So the first book, I mean, we're not going to cover the plots of every book, but but the first book takes place um Claire is the main character mm-hmm. in this fir- first Claire book. Randall, yeah. And and of course you know more about it than we do, Michelle, but but as the series goes on, different characters are kind of highlighted and featured, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, okay. they, so there's well, they, like they add some more characters. Right. Uh-huh. As it goes yeah. On. It's but just the... like a layering of characters. It's okay. not like just two main characters. But but what makes this science fiction, Amy? Now tell us how this works. The premise of the of the plot is we start out in we the eighteen hundreds. Well, nineteen forties. No, okay. And huh? we find out that Claire is a a time traveler of sorts, but she didn't know that. But there was an and I think so. She's an unsuspecting time traveler that doesn't realize that. Yeah. And she 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 works as a nurse mm-hmm. in um, patching people up from yeah, the war she was and everything. In, the in war. fact, I, I know the scene that they had on on the the first episode wasn't, wasn't actually in, in the, the book. book. But gross. But it, it was it was good though. Gross. It kind of set yeah. the background. There there are scenes like that in the book though. There. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So they. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's lots of gory scenes in the books. But okay, Talking so lots. she she um, is married to uh, uh, an army officer well, or a, a, a military officer, intelligence officer. Yeah, yeah. British intelligence officer. But he's okay. like a professor. So they they yeah. get back to they've been apart from each other because For of the war. Like five years. They yeah. get back together. They go on a second honeymoon kind of thing, and this then tell us what happens because this is what makes it science fiction. Well, there's like a kind of a fall equinox kind of thing, you know, around Halloween. 
Um, and there's like a pagan rite on these stones. And Michelle, if I get something wrong, tell me. And she <laughs> sees like an a wildflower herb there. And so the next day she wants well, to no, go wait, back. Wait, wait, no, wait. You're skipping a whole cool part. Oh, okay. I mean, don't don't Frank and her, Frank's her husband. Um, don't they go to these stones and they, they see some ritual happen? They go and they happen? see a, a kind of a pagan rite going on around these stones, these standing stones. And you have to understand now, okay, from my perspective, I mean, you got to understand, I, I'm a I'm I'm a Christian. So this was at first I was thinking to myself, this is going to be a little weird. So what's my wife it. into? All yeah, this what, what is this pagan ritual? <laughs> but I have to say, watching it. The way they did it, the way that Ron Moore... It was beautiful. It was amazing. And, the music and, yeah. and the cinematography. It was tasteful. The music was, was pretty pretty awesome. And it kind of wrapped you up in it as you as you watched what was happening. And you kind of felt what was going on. You were mesmerized, on. yeah. And, and then that's when I... That's the first time I kind of went, huh, this is kind of interesting. Well, it, it, because it, it sucked The production quality yeah. of this show pretty amazing. Is amazing it's like watching a movie yeah. every week yeah and, yeah and and a very well done movie yeah it's not, not yeah not a b sci-fi well i haven't seen any scenes well yet done. that are cheesy at all everything is pretty pretty spelled out and pretty deliberate well, one of the things that i really like about the way diana wrote the books and yes, they are quite um, <clears throat> PG thirteen or R. Oh, we'll get to that, all right. But oh, they're not. They're they're like rated R. R. <laughs> yeah, mature uh, yeah. audiences only. But one Let's thing though well, is that she's very realistic. <laughs> she doesn't do things like gratuitous. You know, it's right. like they're part. That she doesn't put the scenes in just to put the scenes in. Right. Yeah, and, you know. they're part of like life, life and relationship. Right. Um, they're. They have a purpose. It's not just like some cheesy, so yeah, like a romance novel, yeah. right? And just put just... in there so that everybody goes, "Ooh, yeah." But Ugh. she's she's a good writer. <laughs> but but back to the standing stones. So okay, so the standing so stones. So Claire are there. goes they back witness... the morning right. after because she she's a into and she wants to go get this herb. She wants to find. Hey this... man, you want to go a, find some forget herb? Forget me not. Forget me not oh. of some kind. Oh, so it's not the herb I was thinking. Which is kind of, um, no. Because that would have made the ritual completely true. The the forget-me-not may be a little bit of foreshadowing there, um, being a forget-me-not. That that does make sense. Yeah, but she goes to find this flower, and she touches a stone, and she gets transported back 200 years into the past. Well, and it's not just transported back in that aspect. The way that Ron Moore Moore interpreted um, Diana's... Um, scene there where where she what she felt like mm-hmm. going back in time was brilliant. It's supposed to be in the book. It's like painful for her. Yeah, like it 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 it's like her actually going through the stones like and being she hears in, yeah things but, that she's never heard before. And then when you get further into the books, people start hearing and yeah, you know relatives gonna, that are dead. I was right. going <laughs> to ask you about. About this time travel, though, because, you know, I've listened to all the books except for the last one I'm reading right now. And further on in the books, when they've done time travel, um, and not just her, but other people, which I won't give away because that would give part of the plot away. But they hear Uh they hear things Mm -hmm. when they even get close to like a portal. Yeah. 
And oh, is I there more than one portal? I don't recall. They can feel it. It's uh, kind of like um, they kind of feel like bass. Like their whole body is so, vibrating, and okay, they hear okay. a sound. So, so People is this is cool. this like the episode <laughs> of Star Trek, where the old guy is? is there's a bunch of copies Trek, of him. Sorry. You don't want what? Are you sorry. kidding me? Okay. Well, there's an episode of Star Trek where you can go to all these different. There's these portals, and you can go to all these different times. They, I bet you, she watched Star Trek, and this is why. I don't know. She okay. watched uh, Doctor Who. She was uh, a she's a Who she's fan. She's a Whovian. So. Okay, I have Whovian. another question for you, since you're the expert. <laughs> in the fu- in the future books, in after book one, they reference having to have some kind of precious stone, or else she could burn up. Right. Um. What did she have during that first? Was it her gold? ring maybe there's a diamond on or it. It's, um it gets worse from what i remember and i read them like maybe twice a year it gets worse like the more often they travel through the stones the, the more, more painful, painful and the more dangerous and if they go out of the solstice if they just want to go through people have caught on fire just accidentally touching it or they just come through dead yeah. So they Which found is out also a plot. It's also melt. a plot from Star Trek. I'm just saying. Really? So, so do you think? <laughs> do you think that? <laughs> Maybe that's why I like do it. Do you think <laughs> because the first time she traveled through, it was right on the yeah, the it was um, equinox or the solstice, and it wasn't like in the show. You know how they were doing for All Hallows Eve or whatever uh, it was. It was right. um, another oh, wow, another time. It was a. Uh, where everything was aligned just right and she just uh-huh. accidentally showed up at the stones and went through yeah. safely but not so everyone she... can go through you have to right. have certain dna or something right so so in other words if i was standing there with you amy and you were a time traveler and i wasn't you'd go through the stone and i would not uh, yeah, yeah i don't believe unless you have this the right dna um right. i because there are characters that can go through back and forth with that aren't related to claire yeah Ooh, interesting without spoilers i i kind of think maybe she might be not totally human that's the only thing i can think Ah. because you know she's the only one that can go through they call her a fairy and so i don't know if maybe that's sometimes a witch how do you know she's a witch all right we did the hat and the nose (laughs) but she's still a witch But, you know, and, it, and it's really interesting because she's a herbalist, too, you mm-hmm. know, and a medical. Well, she starts out a nurse later on. Well, yeah. Then we, she becomes um, a healer. Yeah. And, you know, she's a healer, whether you call her a nurse or a doctor or. And what's his name? Fancy Pants' uh, castle or whatever it is. What's his name? Which Fancy Pants. Yeah, he's. Oh, man. What a. Colin McKenzie? I don't like him. Oh, Colin, the guy with the crooked legs. I kind of right. like his. I don't like a. Uh, oh, his brother. Dougal. His brother's a creepo. Dougal's kind of like a bad good guy. That's what yeah, I try yeah. to explain to. Yeah. He's like yeah. all kinds of. You know who he, ri- he reminds me of? He reminds me of the guy. Remember the movie Ever After with Drew Barrymore? Yeah. And you remember the guy that she was supposed to marry? The bald guy uh-huh. that that um, just creeped me out every time I saw him because he made me like <laughs> my skin crawl. That's who he reminds me of in the. <laughs> That, he's, yeah. he's he's better than <laughs> Tobias though, the one that played. Uh, oh, Tobias! He is an awesome actor. He is an awesome actor, but Gosh. you, I mean, the first time I saw Tobias on there as Frank, I was like, I was getting upset because Uh-oh. I knew that he was 
also going to be playing his ancient relative and <laughs> and it was like oh that guy in the past you know the I don't even like Frank in in but, I don't like Frank yeah I so don't he either. okay so okay so for everybody we gotta speed we gotta Sorry. get this into no it's okay we have to explain but it Black because it won't Jack, make sense Blackjack Randall is is the villain in the 1700s. Oh. Okay, so back in time. Back the, in time. Her husband's. Her husband's ancestor. Ancestor is, is the bad evil. guy. Evil. He is sadistic. He yes. he likes. He gets off on Are hurting, hurting people. people. Wow. Like it causes him. And in the show, it comes across. Oh my. Beautifully. His he eyes. Is. He looks like a shark. He it's does. Like, he creeps me out. It, I don't oh, like him. Oh, and he like he sniffs and like licks oh, his teeth. But I then know, my I mom know. that bothered my mom so much. And then I was like, like, Well, Ugh. watch the show again. And she was like, Well, Frank doesn't do that. I was well, maybe he's in character. He's supposed to creep you out. Yeah. It's just he is awesome. But Black yeah. Jack Randall. Yeah. Tobias does a great job of me not to make me not like him because yeah. like, Tobias, you're saying Tobias. <laughs> to, Tobias his... is the actor. Tobias oh, the actor's name. Because I'm going, what are you talking about? I don't remember Sorry. any character named Tobias. <laughs> he plays Frank in the nineteen forties. And okay, he right. also okay. then he plays the ancestor Black Jack Randall in the seventeen forties. But he's nothing like the 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 guy that sings in Tenacious D. Huh? Black Jack Black. I, Jack Black. Remember I, Jack Black? I remember Jack Black that he sings in Tenacious D. Sometimes sometimes men just have to wear tights. That wow, night. that was a really interesting No, it's sometimes men just have <laughs> to wear stretchy stre you gotta stretchy say it right. pants. Stretchy pants. Stretchy pants. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, well I we've really like gotten show. off track now, but so. but okay, so We've established now the show is a science fiction show, a but time it, travel it's show. It's also a drama and a romance. And a historical a type historical of fiction. fiction. Okay. So now I need to ask the question because now we might have perked some people's interest to go, oh, this is interesting. Let's talk It is about... not for little kids. Well, no, I'm, I'll get no. there in a minute. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> not even teenagers. <laughs> but let's, let's talk about why is it fascinating to you ladies? Because, okay, I can tell you what it is for me. Um... I, I didn't like it at first, probably because you liked it so much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> kind of bugged me, you know. How sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Oh, I was well, like, what okay. is this? You got to understand that I am a Jane Austen fan. Oh, my and gosh. And he loathes Jane Austen. If I, put, uh. if I put on any Jane Austen movies, he's like. Your sister <gasps> your sister wrote me a private message one time and said, you know, you really ought to watch these things with your with your wife. Because you uh -oh. probably would really like Downton Abbey and all this stuff. And I'm like. I love uh. Downton Abbey. I, I love. I love historical fiction, and history was my favorite subject. I in have school. to say, though, this show doesn't sound anything like the shows you like when they're going, "Oh, Mr. Darcy," blah 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 blah. Uh, right? Yeah. This is not like this at all. Well, no. you know, as much as I like Jane Austen, her books were much more superficial than Diana Shallow. Shallow compared to Diana Gabaldon. She she is one of the best writers that. I've ever well, read. okay. I got sucked into the serial drama of it um, because first off, I I liked the whole idea of time travel. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the characters were pretty real. It was definitely. We'll talk about this in a minute. It was definitely rated R compared to what we're used to watching. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and that's to say the least. But I'll we'll get there. Uh, but the other thing that I was fascinated by the history 
of Scotland about the 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 historical references and then they speak in Gaelic. Yeah. And in some of the scenes and it's fascinating. It sounds so cool. And and you're sitting there going, "Ah, oh, I wonder what that means." And but anyway, you get sucked into this thing and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh crap, it just ended. I want to see more." Yeah. And then yes. they and then they what they do the cliffhanger at the end of the half the oh. season's over. We got to wait for how many months? Yeah, uh, don't even. And I was like, April, what? April. What the April. Heck? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. leave us hanging. So for me, it was the serial drama and the 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 mystery well, and the and production the... qualities. Amazing. Oh, and I love the music. The music the really music, sucks you right the in. The music and the scenery. Okay, so what is it for you, ladies? Why do you like this so much, Michelle? What what? Why do you think this is just awesome? Well, I read the books first, and they were awesome because my mom had no idea that I was reading <laughs> romance. <laughs> she gave you the book. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> and, then, and then I got to know the characters, and I got to care about the characters instead of, you know, the rated R. What does that mean? But, um, oh, no. <laughs> and there wasn't Google back and, when you started reading that. Right? No. And then I, I remember wishing that they made a movie out of it after I'd read the books. And she writes a book, and then you have to wait five years for her to put out another book. Well, that's because they're so, so freaking big. They are huge. Oh, gosh. Books. So in between books, you're wishing that you could watch a movie about it. Right. And when when they finally started casting people, I was like a vicious mad dog just grabbing everything that would come online. And, I, <laughs> I and so when it came that. out, it was like, it, I, I, I'm not ashamed to say I, I may have cried a little bit. Was it as good as you <laughs> thought it would be? I, I'm not. A, they call them Poutlanders. Um, because people are so into the books, they get upset because um, Claire's ring isn't right. Her eyes are not brown. Or, yeah, her eyes are blue in the show, but they're brown in the book. Right. Um, just little details like that. I I watch it for just entertainment and to see what Ron does with the books. Mm -hmm. And I know that Diana is part of they, – they go to her and ask her if it's okay if they do this, this. And so I watch it for pure entertainment and to see what they do with the characters. And I – absolutely loved it it was like i wished it didn't end but yeah. i'm just a fangirl and oh, well, i, I like, bet you were pleasantly surprised then because they can't i mean they've taken some things i was so worried it was going to be like Ugh. boob fest well it is kind of but not as bad as i thought yeah, it would be yeah i was like because just to keep people interested it seems and like nowadays it, yeah. people just like look boobs yeah. all <laughs> right watching, watching. Yeah. which which the first couple episodes I have to say we aren't there yet. I didn't really think it was necessary to show her like dressing and stuff. I'm like, really? I well, mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. But Tell me, okay, so Michelle, anything else that you love about the plot or the the whole idea of it uh, before Amy the, explains why the she the likes show or the see? I just got to get the books out of my head. The 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 plot of the show that I love, I I guess be, they're so true to. The books and the characters in the books. Well, oh, I think that's, they are. that's great because a lot of people can butcher that kind of stuff. So I'm glad, you know, like Peter Jackson took the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings and as much oh, flack as he gets, he rocked it. You know, mm -hmm. he did a great job doing a lot of different okay, stuff. Okay, now, now this is the man that after we watched The Hobbit, you grumped <laughs> for about an hour because of all the added scenes. All right, maybe I did, <laughs> but he still rocked it. Yeah, he did. Well, you got to add some some things. I, I, I totally think that they add things in. My mom is a stickler. She gets upset She's about the things they take out. Yeah. Yes. 
But I, I think they have to squish it into <laughs> to yeah. a season, to yeah. an hour. They can't add every little detail. Well, so. I, yeah. I think they're getting the gist of the characters and who they are. And to me, that is the main thing, is to get their hearts across and their feelings across and you know um and to have every single little detail correct you know like it just it would be too long i know on the outlander fan podcast they were pretty upset that the ring was different and you know it's like you know i didn't i didn't think that was that big a deal and i I, I know Catherine and I, my daughter and my my mom, all three generations read the um, Hunger, Games. Hunger Games books, and they did things different with like the jewelry, like how she got the Mockingjay pin, and you know, and I was a little disappointed, but it really wasn't that big a deal, you know. Right, yeah. And sometimes just run. because of maybe they're wanting to make a point about how the ring is going to tie in with something else down the road yeah, and right, made out of the key right. yeah you know, and it that's what upsets like the purists so much as they watch the episode and then they complain that it's not pure true to the book and then the next episode is like it's okay it's right here you know they just kind of tie it in yeah they'll go off subject really quick and then they come back like um what is her name uh brain fart um when uh claire supposedly told uh, what's her name? That she was a time traveler. Oh Remember yeah, that yeah, part? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like, and she, and really she slapped her witch. Well, that was on the a housekeeper. Tease, and people were like, "Why is she? She wouldn't slap Claire. Like, chillax. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> you haven't yeah. even seen the show yet. Yeah, so, so. don't don't do that. Yeah, is it Mrs. <laughs> Fritz? Fitz? Yeah, no? there you go, Mrs. Fitz. Yeah, is that Fritz. right? I wonder yeah. if Mrs. Fitz serves Ritz. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to have to take about a five second She's going to take a, a five second break and I'm going to ask you another question. So, okay, all I'll right, Aim, see you later. She's heading out, tripping over the dog. Okay, so <coughs> how many books are out now on the Outlander series? Do you yeah, remember? Uh, seven or eight. I have them all. And, and is there area. another one in the works? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. That's pretty I amazing. wish there was more. I don't want the main characters to die, but she kills off. Oh no! People. <laughs> Left and right, she'll kill them. She doesn't care. <laughs> Is she like that the, uh, George Martin guy from the from the? Yes. Uh, what's that called? Uh, Game of Thrones. He kills off uh, main characters all the time. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> oh well, I guess that keeps it fresh. <laughs> the whole time you're reading the book, you're like, please no, don't die. Out of oh, out of all the books, which ones is your favorite? Uh, the Outlander. The, the very first one. one? Wow, that's because cool. I had no idea what it was. So. That's interesting too, and I I wonder. Uh, I don't know any statistics on the book series, but uh, is it real popular? It wasn't at first. I mean, it was mainstream, but now it's like she her books are back on the bestsellers list after what 13, 14 years. Wow, that that's so, got to be exciting for her. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'm back. Oh, okay, I she's back. I ran. I'm back. <laughs> All right, so Amy, now tell us, why do you like it so much? What's fascinating to you? About the books or the, the Whatever, TV? the Outlanders. Well, why do you like it so much? Hard question. I well, know. I was... I, as far as the books go, like I said before, um, Diana is very descriptive, 
and she's just a very good writer and you just kind of get lost and like can picture the surroundings and the smells and she's just very good at like drawing you in and having you really kind of um cheerlead for the characters like you want things to work out for them and right and mm -hmm. so um and then i would take it to another step with the tv show that not only have i come to admire and care for the characters but i think the tv show has really the cinematography the settings and the music it's just really made it, it it's gone from like a really good homemade apple spice cake to have some really good like caramel pecan frosting on top you know it just <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow it, describe it you there. know i mean it's 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 taken it to a whole nother level and usually i'm kind of a a bookie um, kind of person where she takes bets all the time. No, I mean, I mean <laughs> that usually if I've read the book and I've watched the movie mm -hmm. or the TV show, I usually say, you know what, the book was ten times yeah. better. Right. Same here. But I think they they've done a pretty darn good job with this. They really now it's not just because you job. guys are fangirls, right? I mean. They, oh, no, could... I was there's a show there is an episode that I cannot stand. I can't but I it it shows depth. You know, if if you didn't read the books, this one episode is rent. I cannot stand yeah. that episode. I think that's it's, the one that I told Rick. I she acts I watched it like without a total him. Wuss. Yeah. And, and I, I said I didn't like that episode, but mm -hmm. you need to watch it anyway because it'll kind of. You know, yeah, I almost didn't watch it. Yeah. And then she goes, no, you probably need to see it. If Even it's... though it wasn't, it... it was kind of left me with kind of a sad feeling at the end. Yeah. And... Sick feeling, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, she, it's interesting. She acted a lot of character in that. Yeah. As, as both of you are describing this series, um, it's interesting the emotion that you do it with because. You know, I mean, I may be passionate about Star Trek and stuff like that, <laughs> but you have the same. I mean, I'm hearing the same type of words and the descriptions and things that I do about some of the things that I love. <clears throat> so this has had had to have hit a nerve with you guys. Well, and one thing that um, Michelle probably, I, I guess I shouldn't speak for you, but one thing that as a woman I like is that Claire and some of the other female characters, also Jenny. Um, her sister-in-law and different people. Hey. A lot of them are very. Oh, did it. you unplug your I think thing? I unplugged myself. Okay, I'm back on. There, you're back on. I was talking with my hands. She was. She was describing. <laughs> if you could see her right now. But what I really like is that the women in this series are very strong. You don't really yeah. see a lot of milk toast walk all over me if you want women they they are strong well no there are some in it but the characters that they are are highlighting and bringing to the front the main characters are very they strong hold their own women yeah. yeah and you know there's uh, there's one point when um claire the main character talks to the chieftain kind of the ward lord's it's it's not the chief of the tribe but his brother who's kind of the warlord and she just t gives them what for about how rape is never right. And, you know, and I'm going, 
I wonder if a woman would really say that to I think yeah and in the in the episode it shows where it's column she's talking to right right so yeah, yeah. he's the laird and yeah. so she's telling him and what up, yeah, homie? she's kind of telling yeah. them what for, you know, rape is never okay. And, you know, like, <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. So I My mean, bad. I, I just love the fact that this isn't one of those, you know, romance novels where the woman is like, oh, you know, attack me, you. you know, whatever. I don't know. Damsel in distress. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's maybe why I liked it at yeah. first was because if you know, I've told Jenny at first, the first few chapters in Outlander, I was like, Ugh, because she's kind of wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. And then she starts falling in love with Jamie. And then she gets tougher towards the end of the book and mm-hmm. like really tough. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of, you have to grow to know them. So I think maybe that's why I started liking the book was just because of her. It wasn't because of the, the romance and it wasn't because of anything. It was just to see what Claire could pull out of her hat next. Yeah. And she was very strong, very independent. And yet at the same time, she was a woman who could care about other people and love other people, but it was more on an equal term, not as, you know, you need to protect me. You need to, you know, it was, it was like, I'm a strong woman. And if I want to love you, I can, you know, (laughs) Right. And, well, and, you know and here I mean? here becomes the great conflict in the show, at least in the in the show. I have not read any of the books, but the great conflict to me is you've got a woman who is married and madly in love with her husband that goes back in time without him. Yeah, and tries to get and back tries to get back, but she's not able to get back at at least at the point that we're at now, and and um, she is. I mean, I'll I'll spoil it here a little bit and say that she falls in love with a gentleman uh, that mm-hmm. seems to be swooned over a by all the fangirls. A burly Yeah, I guess he's eye candy or whatever. Uh, but anyway, um, the conflict becomes where she feels guilty about falling in love with somebody, even though her husband hasn't even been born yet. Right. Right. Yeah. And he so, won't be born for almost 200 years. Yeah, and so there's this great <laughs> conflict that, that arises within the show and causes a really different tension. It's different mm-hmm. because you almost feel like it's scandalous, but at the same time, you're like, no, she needs to be, you know, she so needs someone, to, you know, to be in love with. You know, it, it, it's weird. It's a weird tension. Uh-huh. And I don't, that's what makes it unique. I'm not totally sure if it comes across in the movie as much as in the book, but in the movie, I mean, in the book, Jamie's quite a bit younger than her. I think yes. it looks he, like it is. He he's, is. you know, here she She already has she, I think maybe she has crow's feet. Yeah, she's yeah. Parts. yeah. <laughs> she's been, you know, she's gone through her education and worked as an army nurse for yeah. 5 years so and she we is don't older know how is, long yeah. she worked as a nurse. So she could be headed to 30s maybe, early yeah. 30s maybe. She was like 20 late 20s. Yeah. Would she be yeah. in her late twenties? You think? Mm-hmm. And Honor, yeah. And he's he's still a pretty young, a young buck, young buck, a young buck a, that wears a kilt, a cougar, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if she's a cougar, but uh, no, they're the same age range. But she's a yeah. couple years older than him. Right. But I think yeah. they 
picked her, if you look at her while she's acting with her crow's feet and everything, they're, they picked her with uh, the next season in mind i think uh, yeah well and, and she, they could age her really easy well, yeah. she's gonna have to put on some weight though <laughs> okay well, well that's, this is a great transition time all right um okay so we, we're from a very conservative background um for the last however many years and uh i would we've never had a premium movie channel in our home <laughs> Uh, our kids are grown up. Our daughter is almost out of the house. There are two guys, boys are She's married and out of the house. Um, and so, I mean, we're adults. We understand the ways of the world. We've been married for 29 years. You know how up. the birds and the bees work. Yeah, we know how it all works. And <laughs> That's uh, good. So, yeah, that is good. Uh, but, uh, okay, I have to say it was a little bit eye-opening to watch the show and go, oh, Okay, because so it this is... is what a premium channel TV show is well, like. Well, they, they can do things that they don't normally do on cable, you know, and, and uh, on regular network TV. Right. So this was like, oh, okay. So it took a little getting used to, and I have to say that I did call the show. Oh, here we go. I called it Booblander for the first few episodes. And now I my think, wife didn't I like think, that term. I think by the third one, you changed it to Bunlander. Then it became Bunlander because uh, after the massage uh, or the the uh, she oh, yeah. massages as, the legs of as the the healer nurse Claire was administering. And boy, I didn't expect that. Just the, whoop, there we were with to the, the chieftain. She he the wanted, ugly guys. She said, Bum. That was hilarious. It, it was help funny. to to massage your lower back, and so what does he do? He just lifts up his nightgown and there tunic or whatever it was. The, and, the cheeks and I'm were like, right I'm there. Like going, oh, I didn't want to see that. That's kind of gross. But you know, anyway, get it. But you know, never mind. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So it does use. It's an adult it show. You wouldn't want skin. your kids to watch yeah, it at this point. Prob probably not. Right. You'd have a lot of explaining to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and I have to say, there there is one of the shows that I thought went pretty far. I was, I was surprised at how long the scenes were. But of course, the wedding scene. Uh, basically, you get worked up to the point where um, you really, really badly want them to get married, and you really badly want them to be in love with each other, and and the way they set you up to to the the beginning part of it is. Uh, you're fairly disappointed in what happens at first, of course, unless you've read the book. Uh, but then as it goes, the they deliver around. about 15 minutes of, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I'm like saying, we have windows in our house. Do we want anybody seeing this? Because I don't know. I'm not real comfortable with this. But uh, so anyway, all that to say, it's definitely an adult show when it comes to that. Yeah, it, it definitely has... Um some very realistic um, marital scenes in it. <clears throat> so just a forewarning, uh, you know, because some people would, you know, they've listened to our material before and, and uh, they'll know that we don't recommend all that kind of stuff. But in this case, I have to say, you know, okay. we kind of knew what we were getting into when we watched yeah. it. And, um, and they did it go ahead. Uh, semi-tastefully. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the whole, I, I took it as it was, it was annoyingly, graphic to me too but I, I took it as um they have to show how they grow to love each other it wasn't yeah. like normal it, you know it right. was, it was actually it was... pretty hilarious um <laughs> because um jamie um has a conservative um catholic background 
and he has saved himself for his wedding night. He right. is a virgin. And she's already and married. So, and is, yeah. So the, the, the first time they come together as husband and wife. Be careful it, how you say that. It was um it was about like, yeah it was about um 12 seconds <laughs> and she's like not so much <laughs> and it was and and she's like well that was over quick um want some tea <laughs> i can't believe i'm talking about this on a podcast <laughs> and, um, and then but it, that was part of the plot though because... well also i think it was part of of making the audience go what what i mean no, they, they were the book they were both. They were basically pretty much fully clothed, and you know the deed was done in just a few seconds. And and um and then he's all bragging about himself, like I know how to do it, and right. then he doesn't really. <laughs> he, he's, he's thinking about horses and cows. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like yeah. this way. So, yeah. So yeah. you can turn around and face me. But then, then just as you're going, oh my gosh, that was kind of disappointing. To all of a sudden, you're like, okay, overload. Uh, yeah. Because they, you know, they basically talk all they, night and then they repeat about four or five times. Yeah, yeah. Then they go ahead and spend all and sorts of time. Different degrees of um, yeah. intimacy. That's, Often. Yeah, but that's yeah. not. I mean, I I do have to say that's not the entire series, that, which is another cool kind episode. of thing because in reality, I mean, you think about life in general. The um, I mean, it's fun and everything, but it's not everything you do. Life isn't just the right. honeymoon. It's, right. It has right. many other aspects. So I'll be really interesting to see. Um, it, it will be very interesting to see where they go from here with it all because they left us in a in a state. I mean, you know kind of where it's going to go. Both of you kind of know where it's going to go. I don't. Well, one, one thing that, you know, this isn't our normal podcast because we do a spiritual podcast. So yeah. I'm not going to. The Taken With You podcast. I'm I'll not, give a shameless plug. I'm not going to go into the, the depths of this too much, but at the end of the interview that Diana Gobbledon did with um, the Outlander fan podcast, when she was interviewed by them, right at the end of her interview, she made a comment. Now, she is a believer, you know, C.S. Lewis, J.R. Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, get the um, other R in there, would you? They they were both believers, and mm -hmm. they did they wrote um, fantasy mm -hmm. mostly for children. Well, this is fantasy written for adults, and she is a believer. And if you go through, yes, some of her writing is very raw and very realistic, but she also has quite a few spiritual references. Well, in I got it. news for you. Did you know that believers? They do stuff like that. Well, no way. Yeah, really. it's true. I'm they're, just saying. There probably wouldn't be um, <laughs> any large, other little believers. Large oh, families sorry. if they didn't know how to do this. So, so anyway, um, <laughs> so she she writes. You can tell very, I'm turning like she writes very realistically. But red. you know the first Outlander book, just like Chronicles of Narnia and also Lord of the Rings, it has Christian analogy in it. Because her character, Jamie, was a Christ allegory. She said it herself at the end of the interview she did. Which is fascinating to which me. Which is very fascinating. His character is very honorable. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a diamond in the rough. Yeah, he's a Highlander. He has his kind of rough ways. But he's very sacrificial. Um, in, the, in one of the first episodes when we meet Jamie... A young girl, Leia, 
Lay, I'm not sure how to say her name, was accused. Leg hair. Leg hair. Leg hair. Well, that, there's something in that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Well, she was accused of Im- <laughs> she was accused of immorality. <coughs> Basically, she was accused of fooling around with a uh, a man. Oh, how dare she! And and her dad brought her in to get whipped by the or beat or something punished by the the chieftain and um jamie who hadn't done anything wrong spoiler alert spoiler alert he was a virgin you know he hadn't well he wasn't he says he wasn't a monk he knew how to kiss girls but but, i wasn't a monk but he (laughs) but he you know he hadn't done anything that he'd have to confess and to the priest and so he offered to take her punishment, you know, right there is kind of that whole symbolism. And, and there's other instances too. And where, you know, he could have with black Jack Randall, he could have gotten out of the second whipping if yeah. he would have allowed, um, Randall to have his way with him. Ew. Yeah. That is spoiler. Yeah, ew. That's another spoiler. And like I think Jimmy Fallon says, ew. Ew. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, <laughs> and this is why Blackjack kind of... He, he's gross. He's kind of gross. He gets pleasure uh, out of hurting people. Perked everybody's interest now, I'm sure. So, but It anyway, is not even the gross like you think we're talking about, but it, it's much, it's, much worse. Uh, he likes hurting people. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, but it's it's kind of fascinating Enough of if, that now. if you're into types and shadows, symbolism, allegory, um, Which is most of the fantasy and, and I mean, you know, like yeah. the Chronicles of Narnia and, right, and right. Hobbit. the Hobbit, the Lord, Lord of, the of the Rings, that all has that in there. Right. And and this does, too. And it might not be as obvious. And Diana yeah. even said it's not as obvious to some people today because not as many people are into religion at back as right. when C.S. Lewis and right. J.R.R. Tolkien wrote. Um, But she did point out it was in there. So I thought that was interesting that that was an important thing for her to share um, in the interview. And I've tried to get her on our podcast and have not succeeded yet. Well, we'll see. She's pretty cool. She'll probably... Yeah. She'll probably get so around to very it. Very down to earth woman. Yeah, cool. she, I've heard that when people meet her, she really tries to remember their names and who they are. And I'm going, wow, that's pretty cool. Because you know, sometimes when people get so famous, they're just like, well, whatever, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> it was so interesting. She personal. did a cameo in one of the episodes, which we thought was uh-huh. fun. Yeah, that was she'll really also fun. pull a smackdown on you if you if you criticize like her character in a book, or I can't believe you made Jamie do this. I can't believe you made. Claire do that she's like excuse me oh that's <laughs> or, funny or, mind your own beeswax or you know it's just awesome. like not even afraid to put on some boxing <laughs> gloves and bust your chops <laughs> like that's awesome okay how about okay. the end of the seventh book <laughs> talking about I can't believe you made Claire do that anyway <laughs> oh boy now you got us all going what what we'll have to talk later <laughs> all right um lord john. oh man lord yeah. john all right. yeah in the moment yeah. the, oh. the few moments that we have left because can you believe it or not we've been talking about outlander for almost an hour right. um but in the in the final moments i would think it would be fascinating if each of you ladies if you have this opportunity, there's a lot of different people listening to this show from all different walks of life. Um, give us a pitch for why you think it, it would be a great series for someone to pick up and watch or an awesome book to read. 
um, sell the sell the show for us, or sell the series for us. Can either of you talk about it a little bit? Amen. And if you say it's all because of men and kilts, you're in big trouble. <laughs> no, that's not why. Michelle that's goes, just part of it. Michelle goes Amy first. I, I have to admit that this is kind of a guilty pleasure for me because I, on one hand, I totally love the books and the series, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not sure if I want to get up in church and tell everybody to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like, I really love the characters. I love the writing. Um, and in the TV show, I just love the cinematography, the music, the directing. I just, about everything about it, I think, is like A+. plus. I think they've done everything with excellence. Their costuming, oh my gosh, they put. And I think one of the things that really helps is Ron Moore's wife. Is, is the costume is designer. the costume designer? That's awesome. And he gets so mad at me because I'm like, look, look, look at the knitting. Look, pause. See your yes. gloves. That's knitting. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like just push play. And and <coughs> I'm on the. That's funny. On the the um Outlander fan podcast, they interviewed the lady that did a lot of the patterns and the knitting for that show. And she has her own knitting podcast, That's <laughs> knitting cool. and crocheting podcast. And um, she's very into that. I am not gifted in the ways of fiber arts, but I can respect it. You're gifted in the area of fiber. You use all sorts of ingredients to make things that are good for <laughs> Brand, us. Brand, yeah. But, but yeah, I'm uh, not. Uh, 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 um, both, my, <laughs> both my mom and my grandmother were really um, excellent at crocheting and knitting. And I can barely... Hey, we're talking to Michelle. Holder. You know, she spins her own yarn. I know. This is Oh my gosh, it's so seri- cool. A serious knitter here. Yeah. I <laughs> I can barely make a scarf or anything square. I'm just like I'm very challenged. I don't know, Michelle, if you've seen my very favorite hat. I have beanies, you know. I love beanies. But my very favorite one is knitted. It's a Norwegian um wool Hat my mom got it. With this a big dingle ball dinner. on the top, it's awesome. Yeah, and it's his favorite. It's oh my gosh, it's like you know what it is. It's like putting um, it's like putting this awesome cuddly blanket on your head. Yes. And then going, oh, I feel so good now. And he, he, what looks, it is. he looks like my very handsome Norwegian. Oh, she says Charmin. that, but she just laughs at me when I walk to the room. So it's a Jane hat. Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. But he looks like my Norwegian longshoreman. I'm, a, like I'm a Norwegian longshoreman. Okay, so did you explain why you think that people should watch it or you didn't want to say that people should watch it to get in trouble? I No, I... I think it depends on who you are, but I think the books are very well written. And if you can handle a few um, blushworthy moments. Blushworthy. I like that. Um, oh, Mr. Blushworthy. But I, t- to be honest, I, I don't feel too guilty reading the books because I feel like the way she writes, even the more intimate scenes, they're they're part of the characters. They're part of their life. It's not just like. Yeah. Okay, let's... Well, and as long as you read them out loud to me, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, it's just it's part, not thrown it, in there. Just it's to... part of their right. story. And part it's not of gratuitous. Their... Is that the it's way? A, it's a way, it's you know, it's part <laughs> yeah. of them showing their care and love for each other. It's not just, yeah. you know, yeah. two beasts going at it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, Michelle, it's your turn. 
Okay. Persuade somebody to watch this or read the books. Well, the books, if you like, I, I love to read. If you like to read a book where you get lost in the book and you, you're reading at night and you look at the clock and it's suddenly six o'clock in the morning. And when you started at like seven in the evening, this, these are the books. And then when you get to the end of the book, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to read the next one. The, and you have to why. wait five years. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you haven't read the books, you don't have to wait five years. Yeah. Right. But, um, and they're like, her, her characters are just, they come in layers. So she'll build Jamie and Claire. And then the next book, there's Jamie and Claire and two other people. And then the next book is Jamie and Claire and four other people. But it's, mm -hmm. you get to love all of them. You don't just love Jamie and Claire. It's right. not like the Jamie and Claire show. So that's why I like the books because you, she just keeps throwing well, new and interesting characters in and, and, and okay, now is it going to feed the inner geek of some of the folks that enjoy this podcast? I can't even. It, can I throw some spoilers in? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> okay, they have um, somebody has a child that ends up being able to go through time who didn't know she was able to go through time but tried anyway to save their father and their mother. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, and the, then the her paradox. husband. What he's not her husband yet follows her. <laughs> yeah, and then they end up like going back and forth, and there's some like Wild West scenes where one chick's in this tower shooting people with a shotgun or at people. Um, there's let's see what else. Uh, people, well, and, uh, they're blowing up and wow. <laughs> well, and and Claire is like basically a scientist slash doctor. And yes. another character that you just mentioned who goes in the past to save her parents, she it's is a hydro hydroelectric yeah. engineer and wow. a sharpshooter and um, uh, just and an amazing outdoors person. Pastor. Yeah, her husband's wow. a pastor. Well, there you go. But, but she so is she this amazing outdoors person. Like um, you. Like me, well, I can split wood and stuff, but yeah, and garden. She but can, no, she is. She can she's split like, wood. She's like a huntress. She like <laughs> is a sharpshooter. She can. I bring like in... huntress. I think she's. Well, cool. what else okay. is? I, I I could never figure out why they say really it's sci-fi. Besides the fact that they go through stones. Well, um, the time travel is not real, so it's sci-fi. Science fiction, yeah. but yeah. um, let's see what else is science fictiony in there. I don't. Well, do you know the... Amy? The whole, there's some other kinds of things with stones and with vibrations and, and. And Raymond, Master Raymond, right? He's supposed to be a Neanderthal. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Did so, you, do you know that one? I'm not sure. Because like I said, I, I listened to the books while I was driving and I listened to them all out of order. Are there no space aliens in it? Not yet. Well, <laughs> you never know. You never know. But, I mean, they did that with Indiana Jones. Okay, Maybe they'll do but, it with you know, even the, even the thing with the standing stones and the other portals that they uh -huh, kind of run across, uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, you know, those are kind of science fiction-y. And, you know, sometimes there's been all kinds of shows that talk about, you know, how well, standing stones could be part of well, like an I, alien I would, thing. I mean, just or... from, from the outside looking in, I would say that it does have elements of science fiction only because of the time travel. But it's more of a, it's more a historical, historical fantasy fiction kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's more historical right. fiction. There's fantasy elements dash in it, though. Dash romance, dash drama. Right. And it's, it's, you know, it makes lots and lots of people 
giddy watching it. I can tell you that. <laughs> Not me. I don't get giddy watching it. But uh, boy, well, the series. I, I think maybe the series. You're. It's going to be like a binge watching series for people yeah. that haven't read the books. Yeah. Because it is kind of slow at first, but yeah. just like the books, like we said. It, so it started getting better the second episode. I mean, the first one was. Oh, uh, now slow. they leave Jamie in the window. His yeah. poor thighs are probably burning, and yeah. he's shaking. And he's got to wait till April to get out of the window. <laughs> it's so. like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Very, very cool. Okay, so there you go. We had a, a fun discussion about and the new series. And we haven't even covered spanking. Spanking? Oh. What are you talking about? <laughs> Am I not? Get... Okay. Well, we could have a whole other show on that. But... Maybe that. Maybe all the sci-fi listeners are going to want to tune in for spanking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm not even really sure how to react to that. All, I'm just going to say that, uh, that yes, we had our discussion on Outlander. Uh, it is a series on stars. If you'd like to watch it, they have it on demand. I'm sure you can find it. She's laughing hysterically over here. She's all giggly now. I can't believe I brought up the spanking. Oh, my gosh. Um. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, Michelle, I'm putting you on the spot here, but they're like, oh, my gosh, she knows everything about Outlander and had a question or something. If uh, if they sent Rico an email, would it be okay if he forwarded that to you? Are you good with that? Yeah. Okay. I'm so treksf at gmail.com is what you want to email if you'd like more information about Outlander or maybe you have a comment or two or you just, you know, whatever you want to do. Or you can get a hold of Amy and I. Uh, it's Amy at TakeHimWithYou.com as she giggles about spanking. And it's Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. And, of course, we love it if you join up on the forums at TreksAndSciFi.com forward slash forums, forums with an S. Or you can just go to our Facebook page. Just look us up on Facebook page, TreksInSciFi, and you can join our Facebook page, our merry throng there's wow. over 400 of us. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. We like all sorts of crazy sci-fi stuff. So we would love to hear from you. Once again, I want to say thank you to you, Michelle, for being on the, on the program. I know our, you're two hours ahead of us, and I know the scheduling and dealing with your water situation has been kind of crazy. But thank you for taking time to talk about Outlander. Yeah. It was very fun. And it was fun to meet, it was fun to meet Jen's sister. <laughs> Yay! So... You're awesome, by the way. I just want you to know that. Oh. Well, thanks. All right. Rico, thank you for um, letting us host the show yet once again. I hope everybody enjoyed it and got lots out of it. And, of course, to my lovely wife, thank you for being on Treks and Sci-Fi, dear. Uh, anything you want to say before we go? I just think I'm going to be in real big trouble if anyone at church hears this podcast. <laughs> I was I was hoping that they wouldn't put it, you know, talk on your forum and take me take him with you, you know. About no, this actually we're going to use this program for our podcast as well. No, we're not. She just gave me the look of, "Are like, you kidding?" My eyes got really big and bugging out. I'm like biting my lip. Oh, I don't know. Okay, you look like one of those Rankin Bass uh, <laughs> Christmas specials when something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, thank you everybody for being part of the Treks and Sci Fi podcast. Please uh, come take a look at the uh, webpage, treksandsci-fi.com, and we'll see you next time on Treks and Sci Fi.